0: So,
1: January 2021, huh? Uh I I came across a new term this week. It's called maybe you're already familiar with it, but it's called doom scrolling. And uh, it's definitely something that I, I'm trying to avoid. But you know, with the events in the world the way they are and the news the way it is, doom scrolling is a uh pretty addictive pretty insidious pastime which is it's ugly so as you can imagine it's just sitting on your phone and scrolling and almost getting a, a bit of a pleasure from i don't know it's probably schadenfreude like schadenfreude gets used as an expression and people often smile and they use it when really i'm thinking Nah, that's it shouldn't be so anyway doom scrolling is happening within my life looking at what's happening across the world and thinking of friends in Ireland and friends in America, yada, yada. And I know walks normally help, so I went out for a walk the other evening with the dog and I was walking through some of the back lanes of the the town we live in. And this thing, it just hit me, I love it. So the residents of the back streets in Bowenheads have printed off like actual street signs that say, um slow down speedy you're in heads and they stuck them up on the lampposts like you would a, like a a regular like slow children or whatever, you know those signs I'm talking about. I'm gonna post a photograph to this this week, so if you want to see it, I'm sure it'll pop up on whatever social media um cycle you end up seeing our content on. But it just hit me I loved it just slow down speedy you're in heads. And really it doesn't matter where you are just slow down speedy taking time to to appreciate small things like that was a that walk was at the end of a day of me overthinking a lot of stuff kind of really just personal life professional life um the podcast and then world events on top of it and it's a lovely reminder just slow down speedy I don't know if this makes sense but I don't know. I'll put the photograph up on a I'll put maybe I'll put it with this episode or I'll put it up on our um socials. Ah, so yeah, that's that. Um this week's guest is a um someone that was put on my radar quite a while ago by my dad actually. Um my mum and dad back in the 90s really kind of get into going around the country to different flas and, and particularly the the kill and like they got themselves a camper and they'd take themselves off every other weekend and actually now I'm thinking about it it probably goes some reason to why I didn't pay attention to Irish music because if I paid attention I'd have to go on holidays with my mum and dad but because they were <laughs> heading off around the country in a camper van it meant me and my brother were home alone for the weekend to get up to mischief Anyway, so um, yeah, wait in the middle of the '90s, they end up meeting this um, group of people from Lurgan, and they end up being friends ever since. Um, the this group from Lurgan actually are the the first the first flat I ever went to in like I think it was maybe 97 was in not oh, not Ennis Scotty. And a Scotty, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> it was a great memory of me and my brother and another two of our mates coming home at whatever time in the morning it was. And this this family that my parents knew, uh, Colleen, Rosie, Tom, and Rosie, Tolman, they were in their tent already. And somewhere on the way home, <laughs> me and my brother ended up getting uh, some police tape. So <laughs> at like three, four in the morning, we put police tent all around their tent Tied off we went to bed forgot all about it unbeknownst to us the next morning you've got the full campsite of people and they'll start gathering around Collie and Rosie's tent and Collie and Rosie are inside and they can hear all these people standing really close to the tent going what's what's going on what's going on and this has gone on for ages <laughs> until they pop their head out and it's just like a sea of people all staring at the tent all talking about what happened <laughs> the night before so uh Collie and Rosie if you end up here in this episode thanks for the memories. <laughs> So back to Barry. Barry is an incredible multi-instrumentalist, um, a Ellen pipe player, a flute player, whistle player, a singer-songwriter, and a fantastic uh, artist as well. M- incredible paintings. Um, Barry, at the moment, resides in Dublin, as I said, originally from Lurgan, and this is a, a, a belter of a chat. Um, so yeah, I think we should get into it. Before we do, I'll just mention uh, Patreon. Patreon is how this podcast is able to be a weekly podcast. So if you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a service where you can chip in a few dollars each week or a few euros each week to make this podcast happen. So let's say you think this podcast is worth a cup of coffee a, a week, pledge a couple of, like, let's say $2 or $4. Um, you only get charged for the episodes going forward and you only get charged once a month so really at the end of the day it comes about the price of a pint every month for what usually ends up being six seven hours worth of content Um so it's like four episodes a month or five episodes a month depending on what the month is um, and the people that do that are our patron saints so we have uh, over a hundred patron saints at the moment which is bloody brilliant news, so thank you so much to all those that have supported us over the last year and um, you have got us this far uh If you are a weekly listener and you think this week is the week uh you can head over to patreon dot com forward slash Bellarney pilgrims There's a couple of different tiers, anything from two dollars going up a week um Yeah, head over there. That is, is really how me and, and Dom can continue doing this thing. So uh, we appreciate your support, and we encourage you to go over there and do that. If you can't become a, a, a patron, which you know well, I understand not everyone can. That's the model we've gone for. Is we want as many people as possible to be able to listen for free, and there's always going to be those extra sound people that go to the extra mile and chip in and want to be patron saints and actually put their money where their heart is. Um where was i going with that um yes look if you can't afford to chip in no worries could you just share us around maybe tell us tell a friend about us um also for everyone else if you could hit subscribe if you're using apple um apple podcast hit subscribe if you're using google podcast hit subscribe if you're using spotify hit follow that really helps also if you could leave us a review that's not a really big thing you can do to help if you can't afford to, to chip in anyway that's a luff of the hard sell for the the Patreon. Let's get into the interview with Barry Kerr. Enjoy. Actually, before we do get into it, there is one last thing I want to point out. At the very start of the interview, it started to bucket down rain here in Australia in Bowen Heads, and um, a lot more of it was being picked up in the microphone than I than I thought there was. So. Just bear with me for the first maybe five minutes is a bit of background noise, but uh, it's better that I just leave it in than trying to duck in and out, in and out. Anyhow, let's really get into it this time. Cheers.
2: around the edges, but sure.
1: For 10 we're o'clock in the morning, we're not here.
2: bad at all. That's it. <laughs> so
1: before we get into it, I'm just going to make sure that GarageBand is looking looking all right.
2: Yeah, it's looking good, I think. Yeah.
1: All right. So what I'll do is, again, just give me a second for a beat, and then I'll introduce you. Barry Kerr. welcome to the Balani Pilgrims podcast.
2: Thanks a million. It's great to be here. Barry, what did we just hear there? Well, you heard uh, three reels that I, I recently composed um, for a, a release that I, I just put out. Um, the first one is called uh, Clancy from Clare. The second one is called The Rambles of Ennis. And the third one is uh, Master Rosum's And I, I named them the Holy Trinity set after the Holy Trinity of Ellen Piper's Willie Clancy, Seamus Ennis and Leo Rosum.
1: So Barry, I, I don't know how familiar you are with the podcast, but I'm fairly new to to paying attention to artist music. And the pipes have definitely grabbed me. I'm I'm pretty enamored with them. Now, there's something that I've heard a few times and I haven't been able to put my finger on it or get a name for it yet. Maybe you might be able to, to help me here. I could hear it in the second tune and and the third tune particularly, but really, definitely the second tune. It was kind of I think it was maybe the ending of the B part, and it was, it's like a run where it's little, <laughs> little, <laughs> I know that's a terrible way of giving it to you, but have you any idea? Do you know what I'm talking about here? It seems to be like uh, it's a, 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 it's, a diff-
2: it's it's probably a a, a a type of a a combination of notes that are probably. Frequent and 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 piping tunes, perhaps. Um, it's, uh, is there a name or anything for? I'm I'm not sure if there is. No, it's just um, when when I wrote those tunes, I was I was kind of very aware that I wanted the write tunes that were kind of very traditional sounding.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I kind of I think I, I made the the tunes you know I distilled them down as as best I could, to the point where, you know, they could they, they sound like old tunes and. Uh, completely Ho- hopefully maybe maybe you've picked up on, on some of that you know so hopefully
1: yeah like one well like 100 mm-hmm. percent. so th- th- that set you said was recorded for your your most recent album is that right yes
2: yeah, right yeah that's so uh, that's called kern is that right it's called kern yeah um in, in 2020 I was a lucky recipient of uh the Lemo Flynn Award from from the National Concert Hall here in Dublin and the Arts Council and, and it, um initially it was a it was supposed to end up a, a big concert and in the in the, um, in the National Concert Hall with a lot of other musicians. And I was to write a lot of music for it. But because of COVID restrictions, that that was uh, that was put put off. So I diverted the attention into just recording some of the music that I've written and um those tunes ended up on it there, you know, um,
1: yeah. Right. So was the whole thing supposed to like, was the focus of it initially kind of with the, the pointy the end of it being the concert or was there, was there always other parts to it?
2: No, I, I hadn't, I hadn't intended, um, doing any recording. I, 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 was to put together a concert with, um, a couple of other papers, uh, uh, and, and, and some of the musicians and, um, just with, with as, as what happened all over the world, you know uh, gigs were cancelled and but i st- I still had the music written, and you know I wanted to do something with it so before christmas i just i just took the head and 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 went into the studio and we we recorded the album in a couple of days like it wasn't um it wasn't a massive production, if you know what I mean it was we just yeah went in and and, and put down. And I think it worked out okay. I'm I'm, I'm, hap, I'm happy with it,
1: you know. So. Oh, it's such a lovely album. I think because what I was what I was wondering when I had learnt that you had won the the Liam O'Flynn Award and I knew kind of you had the Arts Council and the 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 concert hall event that was kind of looking like it was going to happen, but I knew with the Arts Council you would have had ac- like access to the archives and. That's And I was right, wondering if like so did that play into the album or had you the bulk of it already kind of no that that
2: that, that definitely played into the album um Lame o, Lame O'Flynn's uh, uh wife uh, jane O'Flynn, uh donated uh lame's personal archive to the irish traditional music archive uh, and it's a massive it's a massive amount of material um and i, I was fortunate enough to get into the archive while things were still open and, and to get a look through it and, and kind of use... So what kind of things were in there? Use some of it as inspiration. Um, there was all sorts of stuff. There was personal recordings that he had made of sessions. There were um, gig recordings of the likes of Day and the Brenton voyage and, and, and all of that material. But there was also, yeah. which I found most interesting, there was lots of little notes and, and correspondence... Um, there, were, there were there were notes. You know, if if, if he had seen something that interested him, he would have written it down. And you know, or if he had a had a thought about a particular tune, he had written it down. Um, there were there were letters between him and the likes of Seamus Heaney. You know, so no. it, it give you everything. Everything was very meticulously um, packed away in its place, and 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 it's. It's an amazing body of, of, of material, you know. It's um like there were there were letters between festivals, you know, back in the day. Perhaps you know a letter to a festival in Spain, and, and this correspondence was all back and forward. You know, now we we do things by email and mm-hmm. and, and text, and it ma- yeah. makes you really realise how much work went into being a musician back in the day before the internet, you know. And uh, Hi. but he, how do like, you? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. It's, it's a fascinating, fascinating insight into his life, you know. And, and as a piper, had you
1: ever actually del- delved into the archives for in this way on another artist at any other time, or is this your first? No, it, the, real it was deep it was my dot?
2: it was my first first look into the tradition uh, into the archive in Dublin. I, I I've I've moved to Dublin in the last three years, so um, it was great to to finally finally go there I, I've, I've always promised myself that I would go in and spend a few days in there uh, having a nosy around but I, I had with this opportunity it was it was it was perfect you know and um,
1: was it a, was it a bit strange because like even just hearing you talk about it, it it's such a personal like you're you're so exposed to the to the person behind the art did, did you get a sense like a, do you really get a sense when you're doing it that you're you're now moving a step closer to the person
2: it it, re- it really did. You've you've hit the nail on the head. It it was, it was kind of surreal for me. You know, um, like like every paper in in the world. I suppose I I've spent, I I couldn't actually count the amount of hours I've spent in my room, or, or you know listening to Lemo Flynn's music. You know, it's 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 um, you know, is really the soundtrack to to much of my life. And mm-hmm. from when I was a kid, and to go in there and and to actually see his handwritten notes and his thoughts on on other musicians and and, and all, all of the, all of the stuff you know it, it was fascinating and it, it was quite an honor to be honest I, I kind of I realized how special the, the material is and um, it ma- meant a lot and, and I, I'm still like I, 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 I'm still going through my own notes that I took from from it and um, I've I actually learned a lot from it as well you know um,
1: yeah i was gonna i think I was just gonna ask about that part of it has has witnessing his process and how he documented changed how you are maybe approaching your documentation or how you're yeah, journaling
2: d- definitely um he he i think he was very aware especially in his later he, he well throughout his career he, he he must have been very aware of his place within the tradition because he held on to everything every little note every 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 tune you know like he everything is there you know at, and he, he must have known at some time that people would want to see this and want to because he was such a private man and such a quiet man as well you know mm. the, you know there's a mistake around around Liam I think and and the, having this this body of work sitting there, so so uh, like he was very aware of his place within the tradition. I think you know, and and that yeah. he was, he was the link to you know Seamus Ennis and Willie Clancy and all these people, and and he um, it's it's you know he has left an amazing legacy there, you know. Um,
1: with that archive, like this, will show my ignorance to too, and my how how fresh and wet behind the ears I am, but I, with that archive. How how do people access it? Like, can the general public kind of look into this, or how how do yeah, people like, go about? there
2: the Irish Traditional Music Archive is the most amazing place um, for any traditional musician to, to go in and and, and and look. Like, they have they have all they have all the recordings, they have all the all the rit- the music that has been written down from way way back and. You just book an appointment and and go in, and the people there are very very helpful, and they direct you in the right direction, and they, they you know, they have all the manuscripts. Most a lot of it has been digitized in recent times, so you go in and there's there's a number of computers, and you type in the search words, and it all comes up. And then if you want hard copies, if you want to see the original thing, it's all there. You know, it's, there's yeah. there's reams and reams of stuff, and there's there's stuff in there that they haven't even looked at themselves you know like the brendan yeah. brannock's um all, all of his fieldwork, they've seamus ennis's field they've they, they, it's all there and it's um they, 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 it's a full-time job to look through it all and then that's not counting the new stuff that arrives in every day you know
1: <laughs> yeah i am um, i spent a bit of time on their website like uh, over the last couple of years and it's just it's always so daunting well and i suppose like it it's not intended for the, the beginner either but yeah. it's incredible, but it is incredibly daunting because there's so much yeah. stuff. The,
2: the thing but, to do, you know, the, the thing to do, you know, I would advise anybody if, if they're, they're going to go there is just go in and investigate what you like yourself, you know, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because that's, it's a good, good place as any to start, you know? Um,
1: yeah. I am kicking myself. I didn't pop in the last time I was, I was in Ireland. Like I was one of the things I was like, I, I, I should do that, but I felt kind of probably still a bit intimidated. Like, but. I, yeah. It'll be on the the list again when we're all allowed to uh, go yeah, <laughs> travel I'm, somewhere else in the I'm, world I'm looking,
2: again. I'm looking forward to it opening up again to get back in for another project I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work on at the minute as well. So, um, so when did they close? I, I think they're 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 working off you know online at the minute. So it's it's when
1: a, when was the last time you could get in there?
2: Um, I think it opened up again maybe just before Christmas, there was a few weeks of a window where it had opened, but then lockdown kicked in again. And, um,
1: yeah,
2: that's a shot for the foreseeable, I think as well. But,
1: and, and the project that you're working on, is that something you can chat about or I no, m- so? No,
2: I'm, I'm just, um, in recent times I, I, I sing a bit as well there and in recent times I've been, uh, trying to collect some songs from around home. Um, I'm from a place called Lurgan in, in, in County Armagh which is on the southern shores of Loch Ney. If, if anybody uh, looks at a map of Ireland, there's a big lake in the north and I'm I'm from right on the southern shore of it. And um there there's you know, there's a singing tradition in, in, in Ulster, I suppose in general. Um some many, many fine songs and, and some of the some of the the foremost singers in that tradition are from the lock shore and um, you have the likes of Geordie Hanna and, and, and Sarah Ann O'Neill there over in Tyrone, but there was also singers, uh, around where I am from, but a lot of the music really has escaped the, the wider canon, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I hope to try and collect a lot of those songs from around my home place and try and resurrect them, you know, um, there was a man around our town called Tony Lavery, um, he was a great kind of a f- singer and, and uh, almost a bard. You know, he was a storyteller and, and uh, a great man, a great, great crack. And uh, he played with the, uh, the Armagh Reimers there. I don't know if you've ever heard of those guys. Um, no. They're like a mumming, a mumming group. Um, oh, it's the, a mumming group? Mummers. Uh, they the, the kind of uh, dress up in straw basket hats and do like little plays and, and, and play music for... for um, Festivals and, and, and the like. Um, right, I've
1: never. It's it's, it's a tradition heard you've
2: heard you've heard of the Ram tradition in, 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 in Dingle, in County Kerry. Um, <sighs> Barry, no, there's, there's, well, this, this is, is something there's something interesting. You should maybe look up at the um, at at certain festivals, especially on St Stephen's Day, people um, would go around dress up in fancy dress and go around around people's houses and knock on the doors and play tunes for them. For, okay i do know that for for money well um that tradition is is a mumming tradition and uh right and um, and the the Ramers are, are are kind of continue that in that vein where they where they what you know that they, they, they play music and put on plays and stuff and for for kids they kind of go around schools and perform the same kind of things that were be um performed at the ran you know um So it's, 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 it's a great tradition, but Tony was part of that. He was a great character. And recently I, um, he was a, he was a good friend of my dad's. I would have remembered him from, I was a kid long before I started playing music. But, uh, recently I was, I was put onto a recording of, uh, of Tony singing a song that I had never heard before. And it was a song about a man called Hakian, um, from, from near where I live. And, uh, it, it it was a f- it was a great song and a and a, and a great um, rendition as well and I and I was blown away by by, by Tony singing, so I, that kind of gave me incentivized me to go and look for for some more and it turns out that this guy Hawking from where I live was a poet and uh, he had written a few other songs as well, and uh, so. I went down the rabbit hole and it turns out there's, there there are lots and lots of songs uh, from, from around where I live. And uh, so I hope to, in in this year to collect as many as I can and kind of resurrect a few of them, you know, um,
1: it is, uh, um, is the sporting of, oh, sorry, of sporting, of sporting men bowl. Is that an original or is that that, a song from the region?
2: That's one of my own songs. That's, it's, um, but written, in, in the, I suppose in the style of um the Ulster hunting songs if you know what I mean um yeah that songs about a, a friends of mine who, who uh, I used to hunt rabbits with and hares with when when I was when I was a younger younger lad around home you know um
1: I know we didn't talk about uh about 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 singing today but is that something that we could maybe you could give us a
2: yeah, I, I suppose I could, I, um Let's just get a note of some sort. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Barry. Certainly. So, this, as I say, this song's about um, a friend of mine, specifically a man called Ben Gentle, who's, who's no longer around. He was a, a travelling man um, who, his, his family were settled uh, travellers who lived in a place called Castle Lane in Lurgan. And... Um, we, we, we used to walk the fields together. So um, it's a song called Sports, Of Sportsmen Bold. I'll sing a song of days long gone When I roamed wild and free No river wide nor mountainside Did e'er put a hold on me I'd swim and climb and lake and brine or heather, bog and briar From early light till the dark of night No hound would quell my fire Till one morning came while on the plain near Loch Ness Verdant Shores. A band of men from Castle Lane killed Wilkie and the shore. Their lorchers wild and hounds did cry and raised the sound of hell. I was frightened then when I sighted Ben, gentle from the lane. Of sportsmen bold I have been told, of Doran and Max Day, with Dog and Gone for sport and fun. They'd live a hair to play. But like thunder clouds, his dogs allowed. Came gentle from the lane. His pride and joy, a dog named Fly, Was forced to give me chase. I torn his dog through field and bog For mile on aching mile No place to hide, though how I tried To lose him in my style But as darkness fell I heard the bells from Saint Peter's on the hill I went to ground and homeward bound went gentle from the lane I mind the days when as I'd stray and meet those largan men. But those times are gone, I'm free to roam The countryside all round But upon the air a sound I fear Haunting in the wind I mind the time I outrun fly and gentle from the lane. There you go.
1: Oh, Barry, thank you so much. That when I heard that first on the album, it just really, really struck a chord with me. So, thank you for doing that for us. Oh,
2: my pleasure.
1: Um, there's it. There's a line in there. It's because I, I, I know a lot, lot less about haunting than I do about Irish music. <laughs> this is just like a list of things I don't know about, but um it was something about making a dog turn and it reminded me of the, the Craig and why hair tune as well. What, yeah. Do you know, what, what is it like? What, what do you, what's happening there? What, like what's the imagery?
2: Well, in, in, uh, in hair course in uh, Ireland, funny still has hair coursing. Uh, it's still legal. Uh, in certain places they run hair coursing events and it's all about how many times the hair turns the dog, you know, um,
1: when you say that, like, what what, what does that
2: mean? It means it that the, dog. the hair the hair uh, takes a turn and uh, to to make an escape, if you know what I mean, it, uh, it makes a zigzag, um, and like uh, a literal turn, you like okay, a, yeah, like yep. a literal turn, and uh, yeah, it'll to to try and make an escape, you know, and, and the quality of, of hair is you know, or, and the quality of the dog is 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 counted on on how well they they, they deal with the turns, you know. Um, of of the of the hair, you know. So it's uh, it's like it reminded
1: me to, uh, and I'm a shocker for lyrics. Like it takes me a good few listens to let some stuff sink in. But uh, there was a, there's part of it there too that reminds me of, and I wish I remember the name of the song. There was a, It is a Jinx Lennon song, and he's talking about being out in the fields and right. and running into running into stuff that he. Uh, that you shouldn't be running into and kind of just keeping stum. And
2: I know what you mean. And it's kind of
1: it wasn't. It can be a it, be a, it be a dodgy place to to be, but it, there's also a uh, an a unwritten rule about you say you see something, you see something, you say nothing. Say nothing you know what I mean?
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have, a, we have um, an old, old saying around at, at home: say nothing till you see gallery. You know, <laughs> gallery was an, an old solicitor, you know, an old lawyer years ago. You know. <laughs>
1: Actually you know what Lurgan it Itself is a bit of a Stranger for me So my mum and dad Met You know Collie and Rosie Tolman, right
2: I do I do
1: So like they My mum and dad met them a Fla In like 95 or something So they've been Going up to Lurgan And then The Lurgan crowd Has been coming down to Jodhut since then And I, I actually I never made it up Because I would have been like 15 at that time And sure I was Too busy being an idiot And um but like,
2: what what what's what is Lurgan like? Lur, Lurgan is, um, I suppose it's a it's a large enough market town. Um, it's you know, uh, growing up there was always lots of music around the place, Um so I was very fortunate about that. You know, to be to be around that it was it was kind of part of our our thing to be playing music. Um, it it was it's kind of a divided town i suppose people would say it as that well it, it was in the past for for many years um it's seen a lot of hardship during, during the times of the troubles um mm. and uh, you know that kind of fed into a lot a lot of things you know so it's um it's a lot of it's a great great people around lurgan you know my folks had a had a bar in the town for a number of years so it was a great um, focus for for the music we used to put on lots of gigs and people would would come from all over the place to to play there and was that it, the the Cayley house the keiley house yeah it was a a great spot for for music we had i'd sorts. heard
1: about the curly house yeah, had, years ago so uh, it was always a name that would come up when my mum and dad would come back home from a weekend away and they'd be talking about the music and whether it's down at bap
2: or that's Collier or yeah. whoever it is, yeah, yeah. We had, we had so, some great nights that,
1: there. So your parents Owned that place?
2: Yeah, they did. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, right. So are you a music? Is it a musical family? A mum and dad musical?
2: Yeah, my, my dad would have been. My dad played a bit at the mandolin and and, and and banjo, and would have sang the odd song. But he 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 loved the music like our part of our. Our holidays during the summer was just being taken to every fly in the country, you know, and um, Milltown Malby. When when I started learning the pipes, you know, it was, it was like a pilgrimage to go there, down in County yeah. Clare. And uh, my dad, I don't think my dad missed Milltown for for like thirty years, you know, right up till he died, wow. you know, and um, wow. yeah. So when just,
1: did when did when did he pass away?
2: He passed away. I
3: think
2: it's uh, maybe eight, eight years now, seven or eight years ago. Yeah, um, okay. yeah. So, and was mum musical? Yeah, my mum loves the music. She didn't play anything, but she she like um, she she still loves it. You know, um, she, she love loves loves music. Our house was like a hostel growing up. You know, you didn't know who was gonna end up in the room beside you, or, or you know, or land li- or li- end up lying on the couch. You know, there was it was yeah. just full of musicians and. People coming through Did you go you know? up and
1: Was it a pub that you Lived in or No or
2: did you have a- my, my dad was My dad was a coal man For years um, And then the, the the pub came up for sale When I was in my teens You know so um, and, and, I, and he decided to buy it You know so it was um, You know a, I think they had it for maybe 12 years or so f- 15 Between 12 and 15 years Maybe um, Was but, it was it known as a music pub before your dad took it over? Um, well, funny enough, um, when when I was when I was playing in 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 groups and and whatnot when I was younger, I would have played sessions in it in the same bar, you know. So there was right. always there was always music there, not so much as when when we had it now, but there was there was always a, maybe a ballad session or you know uh, something the like going on. That's uh, you know. Um, and uh, when we moved when we moved into it there were people come up to the friends of ours had photographs of that pub where there was a folk club being run in the 1960s so there was always there was always music um there you know yeah but mo- most a lot so, of the bars in the town would have had music you know um over the years um
1: so then as a young lad you're you're at home there's music constantly on and there's people coming through what was your kind of your introduction to having a, an instrument yourself?
2: Um, I suppose like with, with there was always instruments in the house, so I, I started playing the tin whistle at first, um, and then I went on to the flute. Um, there was a, a local, there's a great flute player living locally, and um, uh, Seamus Tansy, who's a famous flute player from County Sligo, and he uh, he would have visited the house. Um, the odd time on his bicycle, um to give me a few tunes and that was that was a great um a great thing to have growing up, you know, to have a great resource to have Seamus around, you know. Yeah. Um, at Did, first,
1: so what age were you when you picked it up?
2: I started the flute when I was twelve, I think. Um Right. I might have been playing whistle before that for a while and then the pipes I'd say I got when I was thirteen. The first time I tried on the pipes I I was a uh, my dad used to go to Dublin maybe once once a month down on the train um, to the sessions and slatteries on a Sunday morning on Capel Street. And he had got drunk on the way down on the train. The train at that time was was, was a long, a long journey. It was like three hours or so. Yeah. And uh, I, I would have been lucky enough to get going with him the odd time. And um, we ended up on a session and there was a piper there from Belfast, Desi Black. And Johnny Keenan, uh, Paddy Keenan's brother, who played the banjo, who's good friends with me dad, and uh, Johnny took the pipes off Desi and and sat them on my lap and gave me a go on them, you know, and uh, yeah. that was the f- my introduction to the pipes. And then I was hooked. I was hooked then. So did I got to st- practice. Did set. you stay
1: with the pipe? Yeah, you stay with the pipes, kind of as like what as your main instrument, and did the flute? Kind no, of it, funny enough, away? The, fl-
2: the flute was always. The flute, I suppose I always considered the flute my main instrument for whatever reason. Uh, although I, I I go through phases where I play just the pipes and then it just depends what how the pipes are going. If they're going well, it, I'll get them out. They're a temperamental beast of an instrument, you know. Um, that's,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's part of the uh, part of the really.
2: It is. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Is if you can't, if you're not playing them, you're talking about them or talking talking about why they're not performing the way they should be.
2: That's right. And and the f- the flute I found was always easy carried, you know. So it just it, you know, fits in a nice little, especially walking around, to- walking around flowers and festivals, and you know.
1: Um. So when you were when you were um a student of
2: Seamus's, did were you was was that a long, studentship? Yes, I suppose like, over over a number of years, like. He ended up when i when I ended up going away to America and stuff he taught my sister for a while as well Laura laura's a great fiddle player, but she she also played a bit of flute at the time right um i so it she must used to we 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 lived in the countryside and um he used to come down on his bicycle and um more or less i think to get out of the house you know and 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 just get a bit of fresh air
1: and yeah
2: whatnot you know um, but he, he was great, great man. He, like I enjoyed Seamus because he would give you give us the full. It was as much about the storytelling and 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 the yarns and the songs as it was about the tunes. Really, you know, what he introduced me to the likes of Michael Coleman's music and 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 all that, you know, and just all of the stories kind of made it more real. If you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. It, it, he, it just, you know, he grew up in. Um was it where, where was he Gort, from? Yeah,
2: he's from Gortchin and, and Slego, which is like the hotbed of f- fiddle and flute playing, you know. And, and you know, so having all those those yarns and and it, it just it just felt just was magical, really, to, to me growing up. Because I I, lo- I love stories and I love I love I love I love all that side of things, you know. And um, where he's
1: isn't he? It, so first of all, like so, Seamus is still with us, isn't he?
2: He is, ah, yeah, yeah, he is. Yes, yeah. he's alive and kicking.
1: Because uh, I, I used the word "was" twice, and I went, "Hang on, I'm pretty sure he's, he's still <laughs> no, kicking he's, around." But he's known for stories and telling it like yeah. it is.
2: Oh, he'd be very, like. he'd be very, uh, you know, he'd be controversial in his own way. I'm sure he, he wouldn't mind me saying that. You know, he would. Uh,
1: so what I'd imagine as a young man, like that's just that's mint. That's exactly what you want to be around. Totally, Cause yeah. it feels yeah, dangerous, and yeah. like all the stories then have a, a sense of. Uh, yeah. I don't know, you kind of, you want to be on the outside to some extent when you're a young lad too you're kind of to be f- around someone who's kind of serving it to you like it is
2: That's or right, giving you yeah. an alternative
1: oh, it, was is, pre- uh, it
2: was priceless, you know I, 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 So I remember, he would
1: always come to your place, would he?
2: I would have and I, especially if he had had something coming up like a, like if he was doing a concert or a gig or something, he'd, he'd come down because there was plenty of space down at ours to, to, for him to, to play and practice and do whatever he prepares, whatever he was up to at the time, you know. Um, yeah. There was one. There was one time I'll tell you a funny yarn. Uh, um my dad was my dad was still at the coal at the time, and and during the winter time, I would have took off the odd day of school to to give him a hand, you know, especially coming up to Christmas there, you know, when they were busy, and uh, so I I was I was out on the coal lorry from early in the morning, and and it was frost was on the ground and. I landed back down down home um, and there was nobody in the house. The, the The house was empty and all I wanted really was to get in, to get warmed up and, and a cup of tea and, and sit in front of the fire for an hour to, to kind of warm my bones. And I could hear the flute, you know, this flute playing. And
1: yeah,
2: I knew the, the house was locked, so I was going, where is that man? You know, he, he's, <laughs> where, where is he at? You know, he wasn't in the house, but he was playing yeah. anyway. So my sister had a, a pony at the time. And uh, Seamus was in the, he was in the stable, uh, playing the flute to the horse, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I, nothing would do. Seamus, he says, Barry, go and get the flute. Go and get the flute." And I, I was going, well, "Seamus, it's freezing. Come on into the house. We'll get warmed up, and I'll make you a cup of tea." He says, "No, go and get the flute because the animals love it. They'll, they love the music. They love the music, you know." And I was saying he's so you know set in his ways that nothing would do only that i had to go and get the flute and play a tune so i went in and got the flute and we stood and we played a couple of tunes to the horse and the horse was i could tell the horse wasn't right you know <laughs> and uh you no know, soon as i opened the door for us to go into the house the horse bolted and uh it run down the field and jumped over barbed wire fences for about three mile and we we couldn't find the horse for about three days you know afterwards <laughs> so it was kind of <laughs> what
1: so did jen did jen find out what was up with the horse or was he just he had enough flute for the evening
2: the, the horse was scared out of his wits with the flute playing you know and it's
1: uh, that's a hell of a heckle
2: <laughs> So <scared> of, like <laughs> uh, the horse went went a, a bit crazy after that and, and for weeks the horse would uh, it didn't i don't think it ever liked me after that you know
1: <laughs> yeah, right. and you don't know how long the horse had been listening to him. Before, no, no, before you arrived home.
2: Exactly, you know. So it's kind of. Do you know? Is he still playing? He's still playing a bit. Um, he would play. You know, um, not as much perhaps as he as, as he was back in the day. But he still still gets out and about. Um, the last time I was with him, I I, I took him for a spin. We, we they were we they were doing a TV program on. On Matt Malloy, and um, Matt wanted uh, Seamus to be part of the program, so I, I took Seamus uh, down from from Craigavon down to um, down to Roscommon for the for the film, the show, and it was great, great crack to uh, to be with him for the few hours on, on the journey, and it'd be part, you know, to to, to watch him be part of the, the program. Matt Michael Flatley himself and Matt Malloy played some great music together. That day, you know, um, it was yeah,
1: I've seen that program, yeah, great program. Um, is Seamus still in Logan? He still is, yeah, he, st- he still is, yeah. Um, oh well, I'll have to see, see, can we get him to sit down in front of a microphone for an hour so we can have a chat with him? Maybe uh, I think there will be some good stories for sure.
2: He'd be, he'd be the, the, a good man to have on a podcast for sure, <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, I can't remember what, um, if we've been talking for two minutes or 20 minutes. Do, do you think we could have another a tune or a set of tunes or, Aye, certainly. or a song, whatever you like?
2: I'll maybe play something on the flute. Um, I'll, play it sound. Um, I'll play a couple of tunes. Uh, the first one is, is, these are two tunes from, from county armagh um the first one is, is a tune it's a, it's a highland um called the chicken Gone to scotland and it was collected by a man called luke donlan um and i think in the 1930s or 1940s um around south armagh there Fork Hill, kind of north louth mm-hmm. um and far luke donlan he, he was a bit of a he was an intriguing character. He, he collected a bit of music and he was into all sorts. He was into ama- amateur archaeology and, and all sorts of stuff. Um, there's a mountain in South Armagh called sleeve Gullion. And uh, I heard I heard a story recently that um Donlin was up on the top of it and uh, there's a cairn up on the top of it. Um, a Prehistoric cairn. Um, and he blew it up with jellic night, you know to see what was inside it. Yeah. Um, before long before, uh, explosives were such an art in, in South Armagh, yeah. you know, um, and, uh, and nowadays
1: they complain about metal detectors.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's kind of, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, um, it's funny. So that, that, this tune is called the chicken gone to Scotland. And the second one is a tune, which I learned from a flute player from a great flute player from County, Armagh, Fenton Valley, um, of the great Valley clan. So, um, I'll give these a go, they're, they're two they're kind of different kind of tunes. So. <laughs>
1: thanks Barry you may actually funny well it's not probably funny it's probably the exact reason but you mentioned the current at the top of sleeve there. Um there is that the same kind of is that the same current from the album
2: well I, I kind of I t- I've done a lot of hill walking over the last year um, I suppose um, especially during lockdown just to get a bit, a bit of exercise in and uh, on my way between um, Dublin and and and, and the north, um, Belfast, there so, is uh, Sleeve Gullion is about halfway. Um, so on, on my way up to Belfast to see my kids, I I, I usually stop there um, and, and and walk Sleeve Gullion. And I suppose it, it did feed into inspiring the title for the tune. You know, a, a cairn is a I suppose a, a monument or a memorial stone or or, or, or you know or pile of stones. Mm-hmm. Um. And in Ireland, I suppose, they've been used for, for thousands of years to commemorate um, uh, great people and, and, and great, uh, you know, figures in, 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 in mythology and all this. So I thought it was a good title um, for the album in, in that it was it was kind of commemorating Lemo Flynn in a way, you know, with, um, with all that work. And, and then... You know, a stone upon a stone. You know, so I kind of looked at at, at the cairn as a metaphor for the tradition. Tradition. You know, where we we're all putting our little piece in in the overall structure of 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 the music. You know, of the tradition. Um wow. You know, so like a, a stone upon a stone. Uh, yeah, that's uh, gorgeous. You know, so
1: that's really nice. Um, so. I I think I'd read too. There was um,
2: was there, like, it was a
1: something to do with connemara with the album as well sorry barry i should know exactly what it was yeah but like is it like drawing inspiration from connemara what is there is there a connection with yourself and
2: and yeah yeah my wife is a my wife is a great channel singer uh sheila denver um and she's from from connemara and and again we we spent time down there among uh, and if anybody knows connemara there are lots of um it's it's a very rocky place um and a very rocky landscape and, and that, that kind of inspired that fed into the cairn thing as well and in, in, in connemara there are um if you look in the fields there there you know you, you'll see these kind of abstract sculptures that of stones that have been piled upon on top of each other and they they, they might have been simply you know a farmer removing stones from a field um during the famine times you know and they've been left yeah. untouched since then, or, or they might've been maybe some kids playing and built a fortress, you know, um, for a fairy queen or whatever, you know, and and again, they've been left there and they're kind of the spooky little spooky, um, spooky kind of sculptures in the landscape. And, and, and it all feeds into the, the fairies and, and, and all of the mythology that we have and, and the very rich kind of, um, connection with our past, you know, Mm. Um and and I, and I, I kind of dipped into those ideas for for the, you know the music on the album and it, it it helped it helped me get me in the the headspace for it to write the music I suppose. Um, yeah,
1: thanks for that.
2: You know, I I like that. I, I very much like that about Irish music. It is is that connection that we have with what bent, went before? You know, like I I, I can't think of any other. Th- any other time or any other place in especially in modern life where young people get to interact with old people in such a communal way than, than, than playing music. You know what I mean? You know, mm. I, I find my greatest enjoyment playing Irish music is, is when I'm sitting with an older person, you know, and, 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 and and I'm getting to play and, and learn from them and what they have, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And and it's a great thing about Irish music, where where, where someone who is 80 years of age will sit down with a kid who is 12 and and, and, and enjoy playing music together. I can't think of any 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 other time in modern life where, where that gets where that happens, you know. Um,
1: and it you know for talking to someone who is now living where I live in Australia, it's like that it. it it hits home because like even me doing this project right it's about spending quality time talking to l- the likes of you right and and that's that's how this music survives yeah. and I kind of go well how do i how do I instill this in in my kids like if, if they were living in melbourne yeah there's a there's a couple of sessions a week that happen in in the pub, but you know it's not it's not about the pub as such it's about being exposed to the music and I keep on racking my brain thinking yeah how do I as a non-player, someone who's like I'm, a very, very much a beginner, like I'm so many years away from now to organize something for myself, yeah. to create the community in my own, like to, to be be a level where I can take that community with me or start it up in, in in another place if I end up moving. It's a um, it's a real, it's a real gem. Yeah, is it? It seems to be at the minute from what I'm hearing. that like there's. And there's still two sides of it, so I think it's very much it's very popular at the minute the mute like the music's really come coming popular again not that it ever kind of went away, but I think you, you probably understand what I'm talking about, yeah but there seems to be there's also a um a different style let like let maybe a um a bit more emphasis on on skill and technique rather than the
2: yeah 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 i do i do get that you know because of the i suppose the commercialization of it all you know it 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 lends itself to uh, young people pushing the boundaries with with you know as you say technique and skill and mixing it with you know other influences and all that there which is which is fine you know it's it's that's all you know irish music you know has always been you know people have always made a living from it you know if you consider way back to the the traveling musicians of old you know the johnny dorns and the margaret barrys who busked outside croke park or whatever you know people have always kind of earned a living from it but you know in the times we live in you know we're surrounded by other influences so it has to make a mark but i i still think if you break it down to its essence and the fact you know we're where musicians get together and, and just for the sake of playing tunes and old tunes. And like, there's, there's not a, there's not a, there's not a town in Ireland. I don't think ha- that doesn't have a session, you know what I mean? Or, or, mm-hmm. or, 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 you know, that, and, and the old music is still very, it's still very much alive and well. It's, you know, that communal aspect of it, I don't think is disappearing anytime soon, you know? Um,
1: yeah. You know, I love that Like I think There's a bit of that Happening with me With like what you had said About um about Lurgan before And kind of going down The rabbit hole Of, of local songs Like I've been Trying to find out More and more about Jada And the And the music From there So like when I was A young lad Like I was into Techno and just Being a, a, a Regular Just young lad I wasn't really interested In the music I loved hearing it Yeah And and it excited me When I heard it But you know I didn't I never went after it And uh yeah, I was it like it, it, that. That community is alive and kicking, and I'm, like I'm ashamed at the times I would have said that there was no music andrada when I was growing up. It, yeah. it was just it was on, that was on me. You know, the the community is still there. It's still strong and thriving.
2: Yeah. I I would love to like as it's, it's, it's kind of a a desire of both Sheila and I to to kind of have more sessions in the house. You know, I would like to do that a bit more often when things open up. You know, and um, just get it away from the pub. Just get people around, You know that's it's a that's, lovely thing that's easy done you know when i yeah. think i think of growing up where i grew up you know and especially through the madness of the troubles it was it was our, you know it kept us seeing i think it kept it, it it was something to look forward to it 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 lifted people's spirits in the middle of all that darkness you know and yeah and and, and i really think about that and and how precious precious it was you know I, I, I had a friend passed away yesterday from COVID. Um,
1: oh, sorry. Um,
2: Mel, a great, 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 great musician, great banjo player from Lurgan. Um, and it's, I just started to think about all the musicians who, who came, who were in our town, you know, a lot of them not with us anymore. But the the colour that they brought to the town and, and, and to our lives growing up, you know, is, 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 is pretty amazing. And I, I think that, you know, that all feeds into your your own music, I think yeah, in mm. some way you know that everybody leave they leave their mark, you know um,
1: it's, it's interesting, I think too like one of the things i one of the things that I've kind of found over the last few years so I'm only really playing music in like a musical instrument about six years, seven years, and playing in like I play American all-time music, so I've sit in on jams in that regard. There is something really nice about being able to spend time. Instantly, been able to spend quality time with people, but you don't have to put your like put you as the 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 person that you, the internal person that we all kind of get a bit anxious about. Like, I have nothing to say. I don't know these people that well. Yeah, the social anxieties. It's kind of like you. It's such a cheat sheet for being able to put aside social anxieties. You've got one anxiety which you need to get over which is just getting in and taking out the instrument and playing and then once you've done that you've kind of opened up a world of of camaraderie and an instant friendship even though you're not sharing much of yourself you're doing it through the music That's and right, i think yeah. there's something really really profound in that particular maybe this is just for my personality type but I I get re- I'm, I get rewarded very richly from being in that environment. I can walk away after having minimal conversations, but still get yeah. the same endorphins, the same community feel that totally, you know, yeah. you would think you need to spend hours chatting to people for.
2: There's there's a there's a, a magic in it. There really is, and uh, um, especially during these times where people are missing out on that, it's um, God. But with today, I, I can't wait till the, it all opens up again. To
1: yeah, it's it's strange being a um an old time banjo player and loving Irish music because you know with with the old time music like so much of it is just three chords or even two chords and it's they stay in one they stay in one key for well the sessions I go to anyway they stay in one key for maybe forty minutes and yeah. every single tune is is a G tune you're gonna go G C D G C D pretty much for all of it which to so some people sounds boring as bad shit, but I, I I really like that. But what it does for the community too is it's really welcoming for people who can just play three chords.
2: That's right, yeah.
1: So yeah, yeah. I think um, it's something I, like I'm so gagging to get playing in an hour session, but I know I'm still such a long way <laughs> away from doing it, but still the people are inviting. It's always open. It's always, um, yeah, there's, there's that magic that you get exposed yeah. to. When you're in the in the moment,
2: there, there is, yeah.
1: So you're in Dublin at the minute.
2: Yeah, I'm in Dublin. Yeah. And,
1: uh, so where, where where like where would you normally be playing?
2: Um, well, if I if I was to pick a session now that I would like to go to, I an, uh, uh, during the week there, there's there's great sessions on in the in a pub called the Piper's Corner, which is run by uh, Sean Oak Potts, who's a great piper. Uh, you get all all sorts of great players in there. And then the Cobblestone is a famous pub as well with a bit of tunes. Um, yeah. So there's, there's, there's plenty of music about, you know, um, was there, I, for years I, moved I, I lived in Belfast and Belfast was my, I would have been a stalwart in, in Madden's bar there in Belfast. I still go up there. It's, it's probably my favorite pub in Ireland yeah, for, for music. So, um,
1: was there a big difference in, in style
2: or when, when you moved in? Um yeah,
3: not not not
2: so much style as I, I wouldn't say that, but um, I don't know, but because I'm a recent blow into Dublin, you know, I haven't I haven't found my feet probably as much as I, I did when I was in Belfast. Um, so far anyway, just in Belfast, I would have uh, knew every. Belfast is kind of like a town more than a city. You kind of get to know everybody very quick, you know. And uh,
1: yeah, uh, you know. So how long just, were you in Belfast
2: for? I was in Belfast for. Twelve years, I'd say,
1: maybe. Yeah. yeah, right. So, what what took you there?
2: Well, I had three children. <laughs> 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 that was it. So, uh, but now my kids are in Belfast now, and I'm in Dublin. So, um,
1: now you got the enterprise.
2: Yeah, so that's that's it.
0: Yeah.
1: And so you you're a full time musician as well. So you're probably well this year. Obviously, we're not going to count that. But I'd say you spend
2: a lot of time. Out of
1: the country too. Yes,
2: right? I spent an awful lot of time in America and uh, and around Europe, and I was in Australia so a few times too. Who, who? What's the main tour that you that you tour with? Well, for a long time I was was with that show called Celtic Thunder, the kind of a big production, kind of like Celtic Woman. Um, I was in there sprinkling the the, the Irish. Uh, sound over the top of it playing pipes and whistles that's and right i just remembered
1: in the, in the you call it the celtic mist didn't you
2: celtic mist yeah
1: <laughs> <From> <laughs> i had to make sure i brought that up again because i know dom when he hears this will get a nice little chuckle because i dom is that our little iris mist over here in in Heads. yeah but i also
2: have toured with lots of other uh, outfits and people and over the years as well and i, I toured in my own right as well i, I spent a, a bit of time living in america for a few years and um
1: Was that singing songwriting?
2: It was, I, a bit bit of that and playing flutes and pipes as well. But um, when I first went out, uh, I was playing in a a very famous Irish music pub called McGurk's, which is in St. Louis, Missouri. And um, I'd been going there for a few years off and on and they, they, they were opening a new premises and they wanted me to come out for a while um, to kind of get the place up and running, just to have music there, myself and a friend from home, and we ended up staying for a couple of years. Um, Darren, I think he's still back and forward from it. It was it was a great experience, you know. As a young lad, getting away from the madness and getting out to the big, wide world, you know. Um, Do you miss touring? Yeah, I can't. I, f- I felt it before Christmas there. You know, usually. I, you know, in the months leading up to Christmas, I would always be working, uh, either in Germany or you know, there's always a tour before Christmas to get the few bob in, you know, and um,
1: yeah,
2: I kind of was getting itchy. My feet were getting itchy before Christmas there. Um, I, I I enjoy being on tour around that time, especially when it's dark and cold and wet. You know, if I, getting out to America, it's 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 nice or. Even Germany there, it's, you know, different climate, different, different people. And, you know, it's, it passes the winter time, you know.
1: Yeah. So does life on the road suit you?
2: It uh, Yeah, it does. But as I get older, I think I, I enjoy the shorter tours more, you know, being, being away from the kids for two or three months is, it, it's very hard, you know, it's, um, it's, you know, I don't, I don't enjoy that aspect of it anymore. And, and, um.
1: And you have another one on the way, is that right? I
2: have another one on the way, June, the next couple of weeks. So my hands will be full. I suppose it's as good a time as yeah. any to have another So one, uh,
1: you know? has COVID helped on the um, on the painting side of things? Because so listeners that wouldn't be familiar with you, you also know for your, your painting as well, right?
2: Yeah. Um, well, funny, I was, I was painting there last night. Um, uh, uh, in recent times, I've... I've explored the, the idea of, of, of mixing, bringing the two, uh, two art forms together, I suppose, uh, the two disciplines. Um, I, I, re- last year I put on an exhibition where I wrote a load of music and, um, a load of songs for my favorite singers. And, um, and I kind of had an exhibition. I, I, I did a painting for each song as well. So, I put on like a, a concert stroke ac- exhibition and uh, there was a bit of storytelling in between about each each piece. And uh, it, it, it went really well. I had Pauline Scanlon and, and uh, Marina Cowley and Sheila Denver and Neve Dunn from Bioga and Sean O'Graham from Bioga uh, on the lineup, So it was a fantastic evening. So I'm developing that idea at the minute. Uh, um, and I, I'm, I'm writing some music to commemorate um, the war of independence and the civil war because we're in, in the centenary years of that at the minute here. And, um, yeah, hopefully later on the year, I'm, I'm, I hope to put on a, a, an exhibition of, of, of work, um, developed from, from that theme, you know, both music and, and paintings.
1: Oh, wow. So if you like, I'll keep an, I'll keep an eye on and I'd love to hear more about that when it starts coming to fruition that yes. sounds that sounds incredible so
2: that'll keep me busy for this year <laughs> um, so have you been painting a lot during yeah, the lockdowns? yeah but yeah, bits and bobs just you know it's, it's sometimes it's hard to find the the inspiration you know it's um even even like i think that was the first i've had the flute out of the case and in, 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 in a while you know it's it's, it's mm. hard to get find the enthusiasm for it i find when when we're not kind of interacting with other people or or even getting to travel, you know, you know, there's, yeah, I, I, I really find inspiration from being at the sea or, or from being around people, you know, so it's kind of, it's hard to be, get them, keep the motivation up, you know?
1: Yeah. What, what was the name of the, the show that you did for the, your, your songs? Cause I know it was a, like maybe three years ago you did car.
2: Uh, yeah, I did. I did car. Um, that was the beginning of that. That was, um, yeah, that was I think three years ago. That the the other one was called Continuum, uh, and it was in, it was in the Smock Alley Theatre there in Dublin. Um, right. And it was, yeah, that kind of went really well. I was delighted with it. So, um, I'm gonna keep on that path because it kind of works. I, I like telling stories, um, I, you know, and I like, I like being inspired by stories to paint as well. So. Um, and the, the music feeds into it also so it's it's uh, you know for me it it, it it ticks all the boxes you
1: know yeah it sounds um, it sounds like an interesting project um for your art to, to, to actually follow your art the painting I sh- uh, call it is it is everything on com or is it
2: yeah the, um, it's um yeah suppose the most, uh, I need to, do a bit of updating with the art side on the website. But yeah, if anybody wants to, to, to have a look at some of the paintings from, from, from the past, they're, they're all up there and hopefully. I'll... And you can
1: buy the, you can buy the paintings on there too, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I need to update the available work section, but if they keep an eye on that site, they should be able to see them, you know, from time to time. time like you... I, I also look at I post paintings on Instagram and Facebook there too, as well. You know, sometimes. They... What's
1: your um Instagram?
2: It's, um, I think my Instagram is barrycare1. I'll,
1: I'll make sure I get a link from you and I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. And then is your Facebook
2: the same? It's barrycare. You know, I have a page there as well. I have a couple and of it's com. Yeah, barrycare.com, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. And then Bandcamp for your your albums.
2: That's right, yeah. yeah. Is
1: the best place to go. I'm a me. bit of a,
2: I'm kind of a, I'm not great with the old, uh, internet I've kind of recently I've got somebody to help me with that so
1: yeah well I, was, I went looking for ticket to buy some of your earlier albums today so uh get, yeah. get them up in Bandcamp. yeah because <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely well, got a customer I, here you know,
2: there's, there's a few there that have kind of went out of print so I might I might uh, put them up there all right you know the, the yeah. first the first one I did I think was when I was about 17 the three sisters and somebody was asking me for a copy of that the other day and I, I don't even think I have a, a copy of it Myself, really. You know, so, I, so I need to resurrect that one.
1: How many albums do you have? You recorded? Um,
2: for three sisters. The world looks away. Boy in a boat. Yeah. five. I think I've one with my sister there as well. And then I've I've played on countless other ones. You know, other people's albums. So I've kind of lost count of that, but um, five of my own. Yeah.
1: Oh well, lovely. I'll uh, make sure there's links to for anyone that would like to hear yeah. more, they can go and, and grab them from there. Barry, thank you so much for this evening. Or your morning, I should say. That's um it. that was a blast. Thank you so much.
2: My pleasure. Yeah. Um
1: do you think we could go out on one one last tune or a song? Yeah. Whatever you yeah, like.
2: Let me, let me play a tune now. Um I'll give another blast of the flute here. Um lovely. This, uh, this tune is um, is called Johnny Henry's. Um, Johnny Henry was a, a flute player from Tubbercurry, or, or sorry, a fiddle player from Tubbercurry in County Sligo. Uh, his brother was the famous Kevin Henry, who lived in Chicago, great flute player. Um. So here we go.
0: Thanks,
2: Barry. musical musical family.
1: Very great chat thank you so much for that um I realized after you get off the phone that I've I had a whole load of questions to ask you about your time in Belfast and and what that was like and what it was like growing up during the troubles around Lurgan and in Belfast during those times um but you know what this doesn't have to be the last time we we catch up uh once again thanks again to our patrons that make this show possible uh if you really enjoyed that interview and you're looking forward to the ones coming in the next couple of weeks, uh, please head over to patreon.com forward slash baloney Pilgrims. Right, that's it. E- next week I'll be back for another solo episode, so I'll chat to you then. Good luck. This project is supported by the City of Greater Geelong through its COVID nineteen Arts, Culture and Heritage Recovery Grants Programme. Anya by ya. Up